Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today we've got a story of a parent wanting to hold a kid back in school for no reason. But first, a story from ULFR. Karen gets destroyed by a four-year-old. Earlier today, I had an experience I'll treasure for the rest of my life. Best of all, it's a short one. At the gym's pool, I wound up befriending a lady and her son after she gave up her swim lane so I could flail around without potentially steamrolling little kids in the family area. Wound up chatting a little bit when I'd be gasping for air on their end of the pool if I saw them again. Well, today, it was pretty much the same deal. Except at one point, the mom flagged me down and asked me to keep an eye on our little one. She had to go to the bathroom. It's not my third day. I asked no questions. Because if you ask, odds are a woman will tell you what's wrong in excruciating detail. I just nodded and assumed responsibility while she scurried out of the pool to the locker room. Look, folks, I have a friend. She has endometriosis. I asked what that was once. The ensuing discussion was unsettling enough for me to personally steer well clear of any curiosity about what girls do in the bathroom. Not even in the same postcode as thinking it's unclean or looking down upon the fairer sex. I just do not ask questions and do my best to avoid talking about it. I'm a coward, not a chauvinist. She was gone for maybe 10 minutes, during which time I'd given up on helping the little guy learn to swim, and was being used as an impromptu jumping platform. He'd stand on my shoulders holding my hands and then jump in the water. I guess for him it was like jumping off a skyscraper, and I made sure he wasn't going to knock himself out on the pool edge or something. It was then that a woman walked over to us with a little girl in tow, demanding to know where the boy's mother was, and why he was using me like a jungle gym. Before I could reply, the little guy rolled his eyes at the woman and said the following at max volume. Miss Karen, mommy asked Mr. OP to watch me. She hasn't pooped in three days and I think she just got unstuck. Are you really going to ruin that for her too? The other adults in the pool within earshot, again, he was not quiet with his question, all instantly it went to either complete neutrality or barely concealed glee. I'm guessing the lady wasn't too popular with that crowd. Her face turned an alarming shade of red and then huffed her way to the edge of the pool and yanked her little one out of the pool and stalked into the locker room, muttering unintelligibly. Little dude definitely got a high five after that mic drop moment. I'm not his dad, and even if I was, I'd still probably have given him a high five. I have absolutely no idea what the two part meant. I'll have to ask what the two meant the next chance I get. His mom was more than a little mortified about her medical status being broadcast like that, and she only came back to grab her son so they could head home. How much do you want to bet that after all of that, that Karen stormed into the locker room and was probably off in the bathrooms trying to yell at the lady through the stall or something? Do you know what that disgrace that you left your son with did to me in front of everybody? They embarrassed me by making the kid tell everybody that you haven't pooped in three days. 
Nothing quite like doing the deed of a lifetime, or at least three days, finally getting out washing your hands, and getting mortified from a Karen talking about your medical status, and how she's the victim. Honestly, I feel bad for the mom. I feel like regardless of the medical condition being exposed like that, it's honestly not that embarrassing. Like, I feel bad that they felt the need to just leave. Do you guys agree? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Naginayo101. Because he's special, you have to take him. This happened my sophomore year of high school, at least the spring half. My sister used to say that this was my proudest moment because I worked really hard. My high school gave me off-campus lunch privileges because of my grades being above normal for being a learning disabled kid. Getting a B average is what's allowable for it for sophomores and freshmen. I also get to be a teacher's aide in the special education department along with tutoring upon request. It was awesome. And for most of January to about April, my friends who had a car would drive to my house because my mom was a great cook and loved serving us. But there was one issue. It was the boy in the special ed room called Cody. His mother was one of the special ed teachers and she was annoying as heck because she always tried to include Cody in everything. She was one of those entitled special needs moms. She also had Cody follow me at lunch when I ate in the cafeteria and he always weaseled his way to sit with the rest of the marching band kids. He would get upset if we talked about music or who was trying out for a drum manager because it didn't include him. I was in band since freshman year and was considered older by my quiet nature, though my band friends never escaped the fact that my mom was the one who fed us in the summer during the marching field exercises. So we made plans when my off-campus access was allowed to see my mom. Of course, Cody told his mother, who asked me when I was working in the special ed room, So, are you and your friends taking Cody too? I said, wait, no, he doesn't have off-campus. Sorry. I pointed to the rules regarding it. If he maintained a B average like I did, he could. She crossed her arms and told me I had to include him, because I was his friend, or else. I told her no, and went forward with the plans. On the day I went to sign out, and noticed something was odd when the school secretary took me aside. She called my mom, who was basically the one who had made plans with my friends and I. She was there in almost five minutes with food for me. Apparently, Cody's mom decided to use my learning disabilities as a reason to remove my off-campus rights. I worked six months to get these privileges and they were removed, all because I wouldn't take Cody with me. I was pissed and decided to make it known in the worst way I could. I went to my English teacher asking her if the student aid position was still open and she brought the note to the special ed teacher with a sign over sheet. Who's going to talk to Cody? Was all Cody's mom asked when she saw the signatures and couldn't get her way. Eventually, my off-campus was returned a month later when my English teacher started to fight it. She said I worked entirely too hard. I still maintained the B average and also refused to go to the special ed room for tutoring if Cody was there. By junior year, off-campus was allowed without the B average, but I was still pissed at Cody and his mother. I worked hard and she decided to use my own weakness against me for the most petty reasons. I really hope nobody has to go through that kind of BS if they're a student aide. I hope these policies are changed at my high school. This is really sad because I feel like the mom should be encouraging ways for Cody to try to make friends on their own. Like I imagine it can be hard for somebody in Cody's situation. But the mom should be able to understand that it's never going to work well if you try to force a friendship with your kid. You can't just pop up and be like, well, make sure you take my son Cody with you. Yeah, everybody's going to love that and just be super accommodating. 
Honestly, I wouldn't even be that surprised if Cody wasn't even that bothered about it, and this was all just their mom living vicariously through them. Our next story is from Gardens Anxious. Karen's mad that the petite corsage she ordered was small. So, I work in the floral department of a local grocery store chain in my state. We're always going to be the busiest in fall and spring due to the dance season, homecoming and proms, and that can genuinely be really fun. Anyway, there's only ever two or three people that work in the floral department, and rarely do they work together. Even with dance weeks, they'll only work together towards the end of the week. I bring this up because this specific event happened towards the middle of a dance week. It was towards the end of my shift and I was cleaning things up and getting ready to go before a family of three walk into the department. I don't really mind since I still have a bit of time, so I go up to them and say my usual greeting, hey, how can I help you today? The mom of the family comes up to my counter and tells me she's here for a corsage pickup. I say okay and go grab it. Now, this lady bought an admiration petite corsage which is a rather tiny corsage with about seven spray roses, which are just really tiny roses in case anyone was curious. So by the name and flowers alone, you would assume it wasn't going to be the biggest, but it was still really pretty. She specifically ordered one with hot pink roses, which is more of a magenta in the roses we get. It's still a really strong color, but it is an eye bleeding. All of this, I should add, is mentioned on the website. The size, the color, everything. We can't control the flowers we get, but we always do our best to be as accurate as possible. This lady barely glances at the corsage and says, This isn't what I ordered. I look at the paper. It says, Hot Pink Petite Admiration Corsage. So I tell her this is what she ordered. She responds with, No, it's too small. It's not the right color. It's hideous. The lady then turns to her son and is trying to dig for his approval, and all he says is, I think it looks fine. Now she's ignoring her son and tries to get her husband's response, his is the same, it looks fine. I tell her that there's some pre-made corsages in the walk-in cooler if she wants to look at any of those, so she does and she comes back with like a red double rose corsage, which was a bit more expensive than the admiration one. She says to me, you should just let me take this one. The one you made looks disgusting. At that point, I had it. I tell her we can't do that, mainly due to the price differences, and I tell her exactly what she ordered. I had to highlight the word petite to show her why it was small. She then goes, no, that's French for pretty. I ordered a pretty admiration corsage. Once she said that, I knew that there was no reasoning with this lady. I apologize, mainly to the son and father, and tell them that if they want their refund, they need to go up front to do it. Floral refunds are actually only done back in the floral department, but I needed some time with them gone so I could call our central design store to ask them what I can do. After I finished calling them, I called the floor managers for up front and told them what was up. But when I told them that they could send the lady back to floral, they tell me they never had a lady like that come up to them. Since she already paid for her order online, I didn't really care. She just had the thing she paid for and that was that. Now, a couple days later, that same floor manager told me and the floral manager that there was a complaint and a refund made. It was that same lady. I don't know what the complaint was exactly, but I knew it was from her because on top of the complaint paper was her order form. Since I already told my managers what was up, they didn't really care much. 
I think what annoys me the most in this story is not the fact that they couldn't understand what they were actually ordering, and not that they couldn't come to grips with the fact that the order wasn't what they thought they ordered. It was the fact that, in the end, they made a complaint and got a refund anyway. Even though they were literally wrong every step of the way, the company just goes, you know what, screw it, we'll just give you a refund anyway, just stop bothering us. Is this just self-preservation in the case that maybe she does order again? Even though, let's be real, she'll probably still order the wrong thing again in the future. Our next story is from Alex the Finster. Friend's mom wants to hold her back when she's not failing. My friend's, we'll call her June's mom, wants to hold her back from graduation this year. We were in 8th grade slash year 9. She isn't failing in any of her classes that I'm aware of. She's even in both advanced math and advanced reading, as well as a teacher aide for our art teacher. Her mom's reasoning is she needs to mature, and your uncle did well and he was held back. The worst part is she, June's mother, was my math teacher in 6th grade slash year 7, and only recently moved from in-person teaching to online teaching, so she's still active in her career as a teacher. All of June's friends, myself included, are very upset about this. She's just as smart as we are and probably as mature as we are. I'm honestly considering emailing her about this because I will go off on her if she keeps my friend back for no good reason. I'm assuming this is a part of the mom's sad plan for looking better for college down the road. But my question is, can you even just do that? Like, unless the school is recommending it? Can you as a parent say, we want our kid to repeat this last year? Either that or the only place I usually see people getting held back intentionally is for like athletics if you want them to be slightly more competitive in their high school years because they just got that year advantage. Either way, whatever's going on here, I hope that what the daughter wants is put first, but sadly I doubt that would be the case. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Amelie's Amalia, part 1 out of 2 to my previous post. My girlfriend's mother is absolutely disgusting. It started when we moved to my mother's house in May after school finals. Now, me and her had had a lot of arguments here and there over the years, but nothing that had an impact on the events I'm about to tell you about. It's just to tell you that my mother and I have a rocky relationship. Anyway, to the point, my mother had started paying me $20 per every day I babysat, which would be my two siblings. I was pretty content with it. I didn't argue or try to get more paid. I just got anxious when I wasn't paid after a while. This started when my mom hadn't paid me in about 5 days, which would be about $100. During this, I had also been designing signs for a lady that knew the landowner of my dad's Airbnb. She took me to the store and I went to buy the signs I needed, but she also bought things for my littlest brother and put them on my tab, saying she'd pay me. I wanted her for the active military discount, which I got, but she also bought almost $30 worth of toys for my brother. She promised to pay me back. I added up how much it cost and it was about $22 with the military discounts, so she owed me $122. Also that week, mom told me she'd be charging me for my phone bill which was $40, so $82. I was going to ask my mom on the fifth day for the pay, letting her know that there was an easier way to pay but she was sick, so I didn't say. I wasn't going to be some jerk who asked their sick parent for money, I was willing to wait. While I was in the kitchen next to our living room, I was on a call with my father. 
I told him about the pay and how I wanted to ask mom for the pay, and I made calculations. He asked me how much I was being paid, so I told him. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When he told me that typically I would have been paid $5 per kid per hour, I should be earning $10 an hour. I said, so I'm being underpaid? What do you want me to do, bargain with her? In a joking way, I wasn't being serious in the least. I was perfectly content with what I was being given. My mom just sort of appears next to me. I think she was in the living room and I just didn't know she was there. She grabbed my phone and started yelling at my dad. Though I have my Bluetooth headphones connected, so it was sort of useless to yell at my phone. But then she slammed it down, not hard but definitely not gentle, and yelled at me, asking, So you're being underpaid, huh? You're lucky that I'm paying you at all. I tried to say, I wasn't agreeing with him, why are you yelling at me? Then she stormed off. That's where everything started to go downhill. A few days later, I know it's been long enough that my babysitting fee would be about $122. $100 plus the money that she promised, minus the $40 phone bill. So without those, it would have been $140. Before I went to ask her for the money, because I thought I should wait a couple of days so the phone thing can sizzle out and I can ask, I received a text from her, stating that she didn't believe I was taking this babysitting seriously and she wouldn't be paying me after that day. So I texted her wanting to know why she thought that and why she sent it through text and not in person. She said we'd talk. We didn't. She never came to talk to me about it. So I plotted to try and talk to her in the most adult way I could without making her go ballistic. She hates when I question or ask things of her and she gets very defensive, so I have to be careful when talking to her. We stay with my father for a week, and we decide to stay for the rest of the summer. The day, we go back to her house to get more clothes and stuff to bring back to his place. There, I decided because I wouldn't see her for a while, I would tell her about the app I have for her to become a co-sponsor. One of those teen bank apps, we can call it Pace, you can probably guess which one it is. When I told her, her immediate response was, oh, so you can pay for your phone bill? She gave me this like, weird smile when she said it. I responded with, yeah, I guess, but also, I started to explain to her about how I counted how much the money was for the babysitting she owed me and how I added the money from the store she said she'd give me and how I subtracted the bill from it. And she asked, Did you add in the cost of the phone bill? I stared at her lost for words because I'd said that. I had just mentioned that. I just said yes, but then she started going off on how she doesn't owe me anything and how I should be grateful and lucky she was paying me at all for babysitting 
and she said that she wouldn't be paying me the money she owed me. I lost my temper because she was just going off instead of listening to me, so I just started shouting at her that she owed me $122. By the way, this all escalated while we were walking down the stairs and until we got to the garage door. I stormed to the car and didn't look at her when she said goodbye. I was pissed off. I think OP's giving a little, honestly, not even a little, way too much benefit of the doubt to the mom that they're even going to pay. OP's kind of like very gingerly bringing it up now and then and trying to give some suggestions. But honestly, I think what needs to happen is OP puts their foot down, says, you said you were going to pay me this money. You say you're paying me for the babysitting. Well, where's the money? Pay me, mom. It's easier said than done, though. It's scary when you're dealing with a parent one that you're not necessarily confident in just going against like that, especially with fear of retaliation, but OP is definitely getting taken advantage of here. But we continue in the next post with the second half of part one of OP's previous post. The day we came back to stay with my mother for the school year, she took me to get a mani-pedi, and we had a great lunch and a great day. I was completely unaware of what would be happening later that night. As you know, my mom has a new boyfriend. She values his word as law, and for some reason puts him above us and gave him disciplinary power over me and my brothers, which I didn't care for, but that's irrelevant. This is where the runaway incident occurred. My mother called me downstairs while I was on call with my significant other. We went downstairs, and what was waiting for me gave me immediate bad vibes. My mother and her boyfriend standing there with black shirts with a text, drill instructor on it and two of the stool chairs sat next to each other, with grey shirts and a reflective vest sitting on both chairs. My middle brother was sitting there looking at me with an equally confused expression. My anxiety started to peak as I went to sit down holding the clothes. They handed us both a paper that said, House Rules? It might as well have read Boot Camp. The thing was fine initially, but it was the penalties they had placed that were madness. Not doing chores? Two hours of free time. That was the most reasonable thing on this paper. It jumps the gun really quickly. Missing assignments, nine plus days penalty. Again, a bit overboard, but okay, livable. Here's the most insane thing. Any grades lower than A's and B's, 30 plus days penalty or more. Yes, anything less than an A or a B for any amount of time, no exceptions, will result in over a month's worth of penalty. Penalty is basically no fun. No computer, no phone, no TV, no games, no books, just staring at a wall. You also had to do the other person's chores on top of your own. There was no debating or anything on this. I look at my mother and her boyfriend and asked, You're joking, right? This is insane. They say no and that these rules have always been there, but now they're enforcing them. You know that sinking feeling of anxiety when your hands shake and you aren't thinking straight? Like the, I want to run away feeling? Yeah, that was me. Again, there was no hint that this was going to happen. I had thought that I was doing great for the first week of school. No missing assignments, all homework done by the time I get home, doing my chores on time. I thought I was doing great, so I was freaking out, wondering what warranted this. They look at my brother and ask him if he's wondering why this is happening to him. My brother nods and they proceed to tell him, You can thank your sister. Your sister harassing your mother and making her cry the other day and doing nothing to fix it or apologize for it. Side note, they did call me at some point during the month we were at my father's place. My heart and body might as well have gone into shock because so much was going through my head. 
Remembering makes me feel that weightlifting anxiety all over again. Then my mother looks at the clock and says, Oh look, six minutes until seven, so give me your phones. We were given personal time at seven, but we weren't allowed to have our phones. During the designated personal time, I lost it there because my significant other was still on call. I don't know how much they heard, but I remember saying, I'm going to dad's, I'm calling dad. And I get up out of the chair to put the kitchen counter between me and my mother and her boyfriend because they were shouting at me that they were going to cut the line to my phone and to give them my phone and to hang up, yelling at dad to hang up and ignore me. I'm crying at this point, begging dad to come get me and not to hang up. I try to run upstairs to get away from them because I was willing just to walk the hours it would take to get there and I wanted to pack and leave. I kept saying that I want to leave and to move out of my way when they blocked me. Then her boyfriend grabbed my arm. My mother made him let go and I ran up the stairs, but she grabbed me by the back of my shirt. I told them to let go and I used all the strength I had to pull away from her. But when I got to the top of the stairs, she pinned me on my stomach and then said, If you hit me, I'll call the police. Yes, you're not reading that wrong. If I hit her, while she had me pinned, she would call the police. I look back at it now and I wish I did hit her for how stupid that statement was. She got the phone from my hand, and I ran to my room and packed my stuff. My middle brother came in to beg me not to go, but at the time, I just could not stay there. I left downstairs, and they said I wasn't leaving. They blocked the front door. I shouted at him, and I couldn't take it there, because this wasn't the first time when something drastic like this had happened between me and her, and I just couldn't deal with my mom and her BS any longer. They left the back door unguarded, so I escaped through the back door and the gate that led out to the neighborhood. I walked around for a while trying to remember the path to my dad's house, but I decided to go to my school first so that I could go through my school day the next day and then try to walk to my dad's house. But they found me, and my mom shouted at me to get in the car and that the police were coming, which I learned was another BS lie from her. She loves to use CPS against me. That thing is a whole story of its own. I told her no and could see the look on her face that she was infuriated with me. I got in the car because she was taking me to my father's house, which I doubted, but she did end up taking me there. Of course, not without saying how selfish I am and how she could have lost her job and look what I did to everyone and why was I being so ungrateful and how she was never going to get me anything ever again. You know, what you say when your child runs away. Her boyfriend tried to reason with me, but I was determined at the time to get away from them and never see them again. I was weighing my options while we drove, and when we got to my father's house, mom got out of the car and talked to dad, shouting at him for like 30 minutes. While she was gone, her boyfriend talked to me and made a deal. We were going to go to Michigan in October, so he proposed that I follow along with the boot camp until then, and then we can go back to normal. No boot camp or anything. I accepted, but the normal didn't seem to add onto my phone. Another event confirmed this, but that's for later. So I would have to find a job, which I won't complain about, I needed to do that anyway. The boyfriend leaves to tell mom, my brother and I stay with my father overnight. He also mentioned how I needed to grow up, which did not help at all with everything I had to deal with. I discovered I could use Discord on my computer and told all my friends what had happened. Two of them are like actual adults and they all thought it was freaking insane. So, so far, I kind of agree that it's a given that the mom is being absolutely insane, 
I actually kind of agree with limiting your kids' screen times whenever possible. Now, a month for a C? Not having any form of entertainment? You're literally trying to drive your kids crazy. That's horrendous. These restrictions are like dialed up to 11. And imagine giving your kids personal time and being like, but don't use any of your devices. What the heck is personal time then? That said, it all gets wrapped up in part two from Emily's Amelia. My girlfriend's mom is absolutely disgusting. Fast forward to the day before we leave to go on the plane to Michigan. We have all of our things packed. I was already in a bad mood since mom tossed out all the stuff I'd packed in my suitcase and ridiculed me for packing safe, like having extra shirts, sweatpants to sleep in, extra undergarments because my time of the month is late, like everything that could be reasonable, but I could look past it. But this is what broke any trust that my mom respected boundaries. I was about to take a shower when I caught her in my room behind my back with all of my things on my bed. I told her to quit it and to stop taking my stuff. She then lectured me on why I didn't need these and walked off with my crap. I was so pissed off and I knew she went in to look behind my back on purpose without me knowing because she didn't ask to look in it. I told her what was in it, two power cells, chargers, etc, normal stuff, but then Then she had the audacity, the nerve, to tell me that she wasn't at my beck and call when I wanted my stuff back and where it was. I complained to her that this broke trust that I could leave my personal belongings alone. They kept making fun of the pencils I had. I did have a lot, but that's because I collect lost ones I find at school. They kept using the excuse that it was for TSA, but she could have told me that she wanted to look through it or ask me to take stuff out that might get us in trouble. That would have been fine, but she deliberately goes behind my back to search through my bag and not tell me. I was pissed. I found the stuff and hid it for me to take back when we get back. My mother, in the heat of an argument with me about how I felt my privacy had been breached and that she shouldn't be looking through her 18-year-old daughter's things, told me I was not welcome back in her house when I moved out. Oh, I should add, I said I didn't want to join the military while in earshot of my mother and she decided to shame me, tell me how much rent and crap was meant to be, and tell me I either join the military or I move out. So I'm moving out. She stormed upstairs with her boyfriend. He thought I was overreacting, but he also thought she was overreacting. So he did vouch for me and said how much she was in the wrong. I know this because she barreled downstairs demanding to know if I took what she said seriously. To keep me out of her argument, I said no so I felt pretty good watching her get herself in trouble more. Right now I'm in Michigan, once this week is up, boot camp is over, and I can work and do things on my own time. There will be updates on the crap storm to come when I start working without my mother's permission. I'll take your guys' advice and sue her if she refuses to hand me my legal documents. I don't know about my birth certificate because I don't know how I'm getting to Alaska, but I'll get my social security card and a new federal ID. I have mine with my mother's sponsor on it, so I think that might be enough to get a new one without her on it. Thank you for everyone's support and advice. If you have any more or have gone through something like this, please leave something in the comments. I want to know I'm not the only one. So I think pretty clearly the advice I or any others would give or have given would be get out of that situation and cut them off because they are weirdly restrictive, invasive, probably would try to leech off of you for as long as they reasonably could if you let them. Now, I don't know about OP's plans with Alaska, but it's pretty darn far away. They probably wouldn't go chasing you down. 
Whatever OP does is they continue to get their independence and their documents in order and separate from these horrendous parents. I just wish them the best of luck. I hope it works out for them and they find a situation that actually genuinely makes them happy. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 